All right, Baruch Hashem Yahuwah, and what a blessing as we come into the Passover. I am so blessed that we can just spend this time together tonight. Um, I want to give you an introduction, just kind of an overview um, of what I'd like to be sharing and kind of the theme over the next few days. There are many of you that I know, many of you that I'm getting to know, but one thing that is apparent, Yahuwah is gathering his people from all across the globe. And we are truly, truly blessed. From all of my years back when I was at Calvary Chapel, and I think many of us have this testimony, um, you would often find a church that you'd go to, and it was almost like you had, you entered this particular denomination's culture. Um, myself and my wife, we were with Calvary Chapel for many years, and I do not despise those beginnings. We drank the milk, we drank the milk, but eventually we were looking for the meat. But something that I noticed over those years is that there was always kind of the people from your same culture kind of drew together in the church. So it almost became like a, a Christian country club. But something that I find so apparent as we are in the Malkit Zedek priesthood is that truly when Yahweh is raising up his people, his people, we are from such a multi-ethnic, diverse group from, you cannot label us. You can't say, oh, everybody's from um, this part of the country or from this particular town or from this economic status or from this race or whatever because Yahuwah's true people are Joseph's coat coming in from the nations and that is authenticity. And that's what I love. That's what I love. But all that to say this, the theme of this Passover, what is Passover all about? If we don't come to Passover with Yahusha in our hearts and we don't come to Passover because we recognize that it is all about the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world, then we are missing the mark. And if there's anybody that has come here that doesn't know Yahushua, then it is our job to bring them to the love and to the Malkitzedic high priest. Over the years, what has terrified me, and it is becoming more and more and more and more apparent as wolves and goats seek to devour the flock, is the amount of people in my years in the Messianic movement that became so enamored with the letter of the law that they bypassed the spirit of the Torah, which is the Malkitzedic high priest, Yahushua himself. I have witnessed over the past decade, and especially over the past several years exponentially, more and more people that had come into the, s the letter of the law through the Messianic movement go through the revolving door, end up denying Yahushua based upon straw man arguments. We set up a straw man and we say, oh, the letter of the law says 
that Yahweh does not um, take pleasure in human sacrifice. Therefore, Yahushua cannot be the Messiah because he was sacrificed and Judaism says that human sacrifice cannot atone for your sins. There is a mixture of truth in there, but what they've done is they've set up a straw man, which then you can go to the Torah, the first five books of Moses, and you can blow it over very easily. Here's another one. Oh, the virgin birth. Well, let me tell you what the Masoretic text says on the translation of virgin. It's this Hebrew word. They set up a straw man and then blow it over. And unsuspecting people end up in their zeal for the letter of the law, believing this messianic and Jewish hybrid, and they end up going, oh, well, then um, Yahushua can't be the Messiah. Another one is people prop up the teachings of Paul and then they blow them over. But it is a poor interpretation and a misinterpretation of the teachings of Paul that are then propped up and easily blown over. Now our Galatians series, our Roman series have gone into the meat of how I believe that Paul's writings are extremely, extremely intelligent and bringing the full weight of the Malkitzedic reality and that there is, in fact, a distinction between the book of the law and the book of the covenant, which he spells out very clearly in Galatians, specifically in the third and fourth chapter, the third chapter, the tenth verse, the book of the law is mentioned. So... I hope over these next few days together that I will be able to communicate, Yahuwah help me, the sovereignty, the majesty, the power of Yahusha, and that we will dismantle those straw men, we will look at the deity of Yahusha, we will look at the character of Yahushua. We will examine the virgin birth. We will examine the doctrine of the Trinity. We will examine these things and we shall see if they are so to fully equip the saints. Because my hope is that when you leave this Passover, you will leave with more surety, more certainty, and you will be even more in love with your first love, Yahushua, because without him, we have nothing. And he is the Passover lamb. And I am sick and tired of seeing people being ripped off by imposters who totally scrapify, if there is such a word, <laughs> I've just made it up, the, the word of Yahuwah in their own silly interpretations of a messianic hybrid. We're going to get to the reality of the Messiah and show you that your faith in him is authentic. Amen. Amen. I want to speak a few words, Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah, about the words that Yahuwah has spoken to us. Isaiah in the 48th chapter in the third verse, it is written, I have declared the former things from the beginning and they went forth out of my mouth and I showed them, I did them suddenly and they came to pass. You want to talk about the Torah? You want to talk about the spirit of the Torah? The secret things 
they belong to Yahweh. But those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever. That's the spirit of the Torah, is to understand the secret things, the mysteries that even King Solomon struggled to understand have been revealed to us because of the benevolence and wonderful gift of his son. That is the hidden wisdom. Proverbs 25, verse 2, it is written, It is the glory of Yahweh to conceal a thing. Because he's going to conceal a thing if you're looking at the letter of the law, the letter of Torah, you'll end up going into Messianic Judaism and eventually the back door will lead you into Judaism and the denial of Messiah by all of their Masoretic text misinterpretations, not understanding the authenticity and authority of the Malkitzedic high priest, because Yahweh will conceal things to those that are not his. But he will reveal the secret things to his children, his servants, and their children, and he will reveal the things to us when we seek him with a whole, whole heart. And what better place for us to seek these things at Passover. In fact, in Luke, in the 24th chapter, in the 13th verse, remember, it was in fact a few days past where we're at today. It was at the end, the close of the Passover, and there were several disciples, a couple of them walking along the road to Emmaus, and they were terribly, dreadfully disappointed, discouraged, and ha we're at that point of denying the Messiah, right? This is where the Messianic movement, if it's just in the letter of the law, will lead you to a point of discouragement, to a point of where you're not really apprehending the spirit of the Torah, because you become so into the letter of the Torah that you start to question, well, I don't know. And then Yahushua comes to you and he says, well, what are you talking about? Why are you so depressed? Why are you so down in the mouth? And their disciples respond, are you the only one that doesn't know what just happened in Jerusalem? Are you the only, are you mad? Then Yahushua says, beginning with the Torah, then going into the writings and the prophets, he explained to them the things written about himself in all the scriptures. That is my goal, what I want to do over these next few days, is to sure up the strongholds of your faith in Yahushua so that when those Judaizers come along and try to steal your redemption, that you will have an answer to the virgin birth, to the Trinity. To, and some of you are nervous when I said that word. But I will explain this all over the next few days. You especially, right? Okay, you're ready. You hit me up last night. I only met him last night and he's already telling me about the Trinity. So yes, we're going to explain these things how? Through Moses and the prophets, we're going to explain Yahushua because we need to have an answer for those that would try and steal 
what he has actually given to us. So Moses and the prophets developed the Passover reality. So should we go back to the development of the Passover? Or should we come into the realization of the Passover, which is Yahusha, that then comes on to your and mine redemption? Because there's always progressive revelation. So I love the Torah. The ministry is called Torah to the Tribes. I love it when people say, well, Matthew Nolan's not teaching the Torah. <laughs> like, dude, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, we're totally against the Torah. <laughs> Torah to the tribes is against the Torah. <laughs> well, that makes no sense. Maybe you need to listen to my words instead of the words of social media or taking sound bites out of context, and then we can really see what is the Torah. Torah to the tribes is teaching the spirit of the Torah and the letter of the Torah, but the letter of the Torah is supposed to lead you to the spirit of the Torah, which is the full manifestation of Yahusha, our high priest. But there is development in our understanding. Isaac, he was all about the revelation of the provision of the lamb. Yahweh will provide himself a lamb. Then progressive revelation happens, and we come to Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah the prophet was all about the person of the Lamb. In particular, you know I Isaiah in those 52, 53 chapters, right? He is led as a lamb to the slaughter. And then the revelation progresses further. We come along, there's a silent period, and then we get to Yochanan Hamatbil, John the Immerser. And what do we have? The very purpose of the Lamb, progressive revelation. Behold the Lamb of Yahweh that takes away the sin of the world. So we have the provision, then we progress to the person, and then we progress further to the purpose. And then we have with Shimon Kepha, Peter, the one who denied, I'll never deny Messiah. Well, yes, he did, didn't he? And then we find with Peter, finally he understands the preciousness of the Lamb. The lamb without blemish and without spot. And then the revelation becomes even more as we get into the book of Revelation and we find the potency and the primacy of the lamb, which is what I want to focus on. The potency and the primacy of the lamb. Because you can try and, and lead me into your, your anti-Messiah Torah doctrines and talk about all this synagogue of Satan, Masoretic text. Oh, well, the, the word for virgin, it's really this Hebrew word. Well, we'll we're, we're, we will actually look into that and expose the lies because you cannot take away my first love and your first love if you've had an authentic experience with Yahusha because he's potent and he is the primacy of your life. And that's what people don't understand. We will stand. 
And we will withstand. But this is what is happening in these end days. More and more people that don't understand the primacy and the potency of Yahusha end up getting hoodwinked. Literally hoodwinked. He is able to loose the seven seals. That's his potency. Behold the throne of Yahweh and of the Lamb of Yahweh. Primacy. This is paramount that we will understand it. He was made known to Israel, Yahushua the Messiah, at the breaking of the bread. The Passover connection is our connection into the Malkitzedic priesthood because, of course, the Malkitzedic priesthood's conception was Abraham, bread, and wine, and the giving of the tithe is what opened up Abraham's eyes to the redemption that was there right before him. So Yahweh does not want us, of course, to lose our faith concerning our Savior and the new covenant. He wants us to actually become stronger and then to share our redemptive journey with others. And I'm so blessed to be able to look out and see two brothers here that have come from my school. And you, you visit with them and they'll tell you <laughs> to be able to come out of that environment and be here is pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing for me to watch and just to see their progression in their faith. Because I have had that same progression in mine over the years too. So I'm so proud to see that Yahuwah is working in individuals and that they're able to start to question the culture, to question the programming, and to come out of the religions of the world and to say, you know what, this, there's something big going on and we need to wake up because the world's changing. And this younger generation, your genera they're, they're hoodwinked, hoodwinked. And if you start to actually try to have debate, <laughs> you offended me. We can't debate because they're ill-equipped for debate. But we will debate the word. We will manifest the truth because it says in the Gospels, seek first the Malchut, the kingdom of Yahuwah, and his Malkit Zedek, or his Zadokah, his righteousness. Of course, the Malkit Zedek is the full pinnacle of that righteousness. In Romans chapter 10, verse 2, it says, They have a zeal for Yahuwah, but not according to knowledge, for they being ignorant of Yahuwah's Zadokah, righteousness. You see, you can have a zeal, but if you're ignorant to the Malkitzedic high priest, then your knowledge is going to be capped. It's going to be capped. So therefore, we have to have the full understanding of the Malkit Zedek. Now, they go about to establish their own Zadokar righteousness. Why? Because they have not submitted themselves to the Zadokar, the righteousness of Yahuwah. For Messiah, he's the actual goal of the Torah. He is the whole goal. Everything that Moshe ever wrote about, everything that the prophets ever wrote about, he's not the end of the law. Terrible King Jimmy translation there. He is the goal of the Torah. The whole thrust. He's the white fire between the black letters. He's the thrust, the goal. Everything that Passover is in Exodus, in those chapters, 
Well, he's the thrust. It's not the end of the Passover. Heavens forbid. First Corinthians, Paul's talking to a bunch of pagan harlotry Corinthians who had never known anything kosher in their life. And he says to them in the fourth chapter, keep the feast of Passover. So this isn't a Gentile thing. This is a redemption of Israel thing. The whole house, all 12 tribes. We find in Galatians, chapter 3, verse 7, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. That's you. The children of Abraham walking along all these thousands of years later. That's your identity. And he's calling you up. John chapter 8, verse 39. If we were Abraham's children, then we should do the works of Abraham. That's what we should be doing. Not the works of religion, but we should be doing the works of authenticity. The true faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's what Passover is all about. Look at Exodus chapter 12, verse 3. This is just an overview, but I want us to grasp, hold, and apprehend Messiah in his full glory. Never, ever to be bewitched by these Torah, Torah, Torah going into Messianic and then Judaism, or on the other side of the aisle going into this lawless papal Roman Christian identity crisis. Whatever that is, right? Because at the end it says there will be many that say, well, here's the Messiah. Let me show you. Well, we have to understand and comprehend the true one of Israel. That's our Melchizedek high priest, which is the whole thrust of this ministry's identity because our identity can only be found in one place. The person, the potency, and the power of the Lamb. In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb according to their father's houses. And again, look at the progression in the language. I spoke about this, I believe, a few years ago. But look at the progression. We have to move with the progression. Sometimes we can get so zealous for the Torah that then we regress. The Torah is good. It is righteous and it is holy, but it must be applied lawfully and legally. If you do not walk in the Torah under the high priesthood of Yahusha, you are using Torah illegally. And you're looking to apostate Jews that hate Yahusha as your authority, as how you should be interpreting Torah. Very bad idea. That's what the messianic movement has sold you. I've come out of that, so now I can clearly, clearly give you a voice so that you won't have to walk down the thorny trials and trails that I have, whether it be at Calvary Chapel, not to despise those beginnings, or in the messianic movement, not to despise that. I'm glad that I was able through the power of the Holy Spirit and having some good disciples along the way with me to be able to navigate through it. But heaven forbid, I would not want my brothers here that are coming into the faith that have to spend 10 years where I spent 10 years. If I can help that, then I need to speak that. Don't you agree? Amen. Look what it says. 
A lamb for a household, verse 4. And if the household be too little for a lamb, then shall he and his neighbor next unto his house take one according to the number of the souls. According to every man's eating, ye shall make your count for the lamb. So now we're progressing from a lamb to the lamb, and now we're going to get into the primacy and the potency we find in verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. Ye shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. So we see again the progression of our faith. Our faith cannot be stagnant, no matter how long you've been a believer. If it's been a year, if it's been 50 years, your faith cannot be stagnant. It has to progress. It has to move. The moment it stops moving, you will become a target for the goats, for the demons, and for the synagogue of Satan. You will. You'll become a target. A moving target is hard to hit, right? We've got to move in the progression and the development of our faith. It's always been about the development of our faith. And I, and many of you, especially in the back there, will witness, have made a ton of mistakes. But you know what? I'm developing my faith. And yeah, I've made some mistakes along the way. But that's what happens when you develop something. You've got to develop it. You've got to push yourself. So number one, we find in verse three, the indefinite article, a lamb. Then we find in verse four, the definite article, the lamb, progression. And finally, in verse five, this is what this Passover is all about. It's your lamb. Only when Yahushua becomes your lamb, only when Yahushua becomes my lamb, and I experience his potency and his primacy, then I'm safe. Because you can never take that from me. I don't care how you twist the scriptures, how Hebraic you are, you can never take the primacy and the potency once you have tasted and seen of that lamb. There are no bones left over in the morning to be burnt. That's what this Passover is about. So I praise Yahuwah for each and every one of you here, truly, that you have been gathered, one from a tribe, all 12 tribes grafted in through the power, potency, and primacy of the Lamb. So what we're going to do now is, um, I have no idea because I don't have the schedule, but I don't care because we've got the river right outside, we've got fire, I'm sure we've got... Um, Somebody said cookies. We definitely have, it's Torah to the tribe, so we definitely have kosher marshmallows. And um, I'm sure we've got some break dancing. It is Torah to the tribes. And <laughs> but um, that might be a little bit later. So anyway, we'll see you all um, after whatever we're doing because nobody furnished me the schedule. I'm winging it here. Well, it's not going to do me any good out in the fire pit, is it? Let's, oh, here we go. Here's the schedule. 
well, we're already not keeping the blooming schedule, are we? So anyway, bless you guys out there on the live stream. Shut me off so we can <laughs> see you in the morning, yes? Amen, Baruch Hashem, <laughs> Yo, rattling on here. <laughs>